0: Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh?
1: Welcome to Kith and Tell. There's a time and a place to listen to podcasts about 30-year-old
2: comedy. Yay!
1: <laughs> we'll be reviewing every episode with witty banter and unmissable segments like fuck the bank that I work at <laughs> and the big Bocker, the diarrhea king himself. <laughs> I'm joined by Kalina McCordoff in London, England. Howdy. Han Seidemann in Prince Rupert, Canada. Oh, how do you do? Stu Derek Kotick in Vancouver, Canada. Yeehaw. And And today we'll be reviewing episode 20 of season one, which aired on May 30th, 1990. So let's kick this off with our sketch rundown. We've got, what is the fat man doing across the road? (laughs) (laughs) A whimsical excuse for a song. Pie eating contest love, in which couples talk about how they met. Pie eating contest and public hanging. Uh 30 Helen's degree is back. Uh, and this time, the kind of mayonnaise we have is one about the time and a place to show photos of your kids. Mm-hmm. And the other Good is point. that a Helen is a Helen. <laughs> you mm. better believe it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're going to defend that, Hans? You bet I will. I'm... S- okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, of course, we go to... Fuck the bank I work at. Fucked the skit, up, which, up, 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 which taught a young toddler Kalina the most versatile world word in the English language. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody likes us guys. Are back and they're on a date this time. Oh. Uh, this is just another excuse for more gross out humor. I feel, mm-hmm. buddy. I'm Canadian. Uh, but- title is pretty self-explanatory it's buddy and he's canadian (laughs) then the real buddy holly in which we learned that buddy holly was an asshole who died because he insisted on making his monkey fly an airplane (laughs) and finally dr seuss's bible uh, the only segment which was banned from american television (laughs) Mm, so good so i'm gonna start us off with a segment i call punk rock comedy we could also call it uh young drunk punk the name of bruce's comedy album and then tv show love it but uh from fuck the bank to buddy holly to dr seuss's bible this episode has a lot more flippant sketches and i want to kind of talk about the goofy sort of irreverent punk rock ethos that permeates this show where does it work and doesn't it and how did it affect you as
3: a child Stu? i want you to start us off oh yeah i love this and i'm so glad you brought it up because i think Kids in the Hall has such a weird flavor that it comes across. Like, we talk about it being kind of tongue-in-cheek and kind of progressive and kind of meta, and there's so many aspects to what makes it what it is. But I think a really big part of that is they fucking love rock and roll. And I think all <laughs> of the characters do in different ways, and it really shows. Like, you think about the, uh, the Dave Foley monologue from a couple episodes back where he's sitting there tuning a guitar and he's like, folk music <laughs> is great and on and on about folk music and it just fucking <laughs> smashes the guitar into the thing. Like, you have Dave's kind like, I think Dave loves rock and roll and is a little bit too ironic and cool to show how much he loves it. Whereas like mm-hmm. Bruce loves rock and roll too, but he seems to love more like metal and he ha- also has some ironic detachment but it's more like he seems to hate the fan base more than he hates being part of it you know what i mean mm. it's like that sloan line it's not the band i hate it's their fans and i kind of get that vibe from bruce i love it i think it, it really showed it, like it's it feels very canadian to me in a lot of ways they have this love of punk rock but also like but it's stupid to love things that are destructive you have to sort of take the piss out of it you know
1: yeah for sure um buddy holly's death skit seems like particularly when i think about it now like that, that that It happened like 30 years after he died, but it's still one of those things where it's like, what if we did a sketch comedy in which we like did a revision of Kurt Cobain's death where he just accidentally oh shot himself because he was really fucking stupid or something? No. No. He gave
0: a monkey a gun. Like that's <laughs>
3: especially the- I especially love that it's Kevin too, because when it, you realize, like when you have the revelation of who it is and what he's doing, it's so shockingly funny, <laughs> especially because it's sweet, sweet little Kevin. That's true. <laughs> He's just being so vile.
1: Yeah, so, I mean,
0: so it's interesting, <laughs> Trevor, because of, of the two sketches we're we're talking about here. If we're talking about Buddy Holly and and Doctor Seuss Bible, they're, they're kind of dealing with hi- historical figures, like you know, cultural and religious icons. And you know, while the role the revisionist history of Buddy Holly's death obviously would never draw as much scorn as the Doctor Seuss's bible rhyming tale of Christ's crucifixion it's it's taking for what lack of better terms are like lovable characters and making light of their death so you know i don't actually find buddy holly's death sketch like all that funny but i do like this idea that in in you know punk rock ethos whatever they're poking fun at real events um and i've mentioned this in the previous episode where it's like kind of hard to put them sort of in that satirist category but you know, this is where they sort of insert that dark absurdity into history, and I can totally see why networks didn't want to run Doctor Seuss's Bible. But I thought it was like pretty well produced, and aside from you know perhaps some of the more unsavory rhymes like uppity Jews, aside from that kind of stuff, <laughs> it, it was pretty it's pretty clever. And then obviously when it comes to fuck the bank or, or screw the bank, because it probably aired on most daytime television uh, slots is just like a good hearted, like middle finger to the establishment. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think that even when it wasn't like ha ha funny, like their, their punk ethos, if we want to call it that, is really what puts them into that sort of cult classic category of sketch comedy and really makes them who they are. Um, and sort of like a, as a side note, it, they apparently would replace the Dr. Seuss Bible with a really absurd sketch called a Roomba that I used to love as a That's, kid. That's a
1: bullshit, bullshit no, one I that l- I hate, I but I do kind
0: of like it. Dr. Seuss Bible. I, but no. like, these, I mean, I, I can see, I'm hoping that you only hate it because it doesn't echo any of the controversy of what it replaced because on its own, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs>
2: Kal- I, I feel like I haven't watched Arumba in a while, so I can't remember what it's like, and I feel like I don't have a complete sense of this episode without it, you know, as, as the alternate to the Dr. Seuss Bible.
3: but It's very, like, nightmarish. It's just sort of like mm. things happen for no reason. But, Kalina, I wanted to jump on your fuck the bank thing, because I know that's one of your favorites from <laughs> your history. That was one that you mentioned when we talked about doing this show. But I think that's such <laughs> a good example of the, like, ironic detachment, because he's just like, yeah, I work for a bank, but he's like, he both expresses the need for individuality and rebellion and punk and it's very clear like this is who the character is but he's also the character is a shitheel and is still like makes no yeah. sense and there's this detachment where, like that's not bruce and bruce is kind of making fun of the people who are weirdly rebellious kind of like bobby is where you're like mm-hmm. i think bruce is both very legitimately close to bobby and his just like angry <laughs> rebellious shitty loud nature while also realizing that it's like, this is not a tenable way to live. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Stu, in, in conversations outside of this podcast, you've always described
1: Bruce as being, like, clearly just a very broken on the inside man, yeah. too. So like, Maybe, like, all of his comedy fundamentally just comes from a place of self-loathing. So, yeah, probably. It's just like, I do want to rock. I hate it. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I, you know... Um, Going back to the Dr. Seuss's Bible, I think that, like, it's not as funny to me now because I think it was just a little bit ahead of its time for a kind of branded comedy that was very common in, like, the kind of late 90s to 2000s mm-hmm. like the adult swim kind of humor you yeah. know where they'd have those kind of you know what if this children's thing was suddenly racy and weird
3: but yeah. that's the thing that i think is so funny about why it was banned is because it to me that reads less of like oh because it was controversial and worse because like because it was religious and they didn't you didn't pull that shit in the states in the yeah. early early I, 90s I'm sure that was yeah, it's the bigger,
2: the bigger it, part of it.
3: It's it's like it's it's actually kinda cutesy in a lot of ways. Like it's not terribly offensive. It's just sort of like it kind of chugs along and it's funny and it's really it reads as a Dr. Seuss bit. You know what I mean? Like mm. it just feels like to me like it was it was tarred with the brush and now we're ascribing all this controversy to it.
1: I think it's a brand of humor that didn't become that much bigger until, like, the internet caught on, and then you had Adult Swim on TV, and then like f- New Fla- Online. Yeah, Flash like animation. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is, like, a very early Flash animation
3: or thing, like, basically. Or,
2: like, a Robot Chicken yes. type, of yeah. uh, yes. type of
3: thing. But even less yeah. so than Robot Chicken, because it's not, like, necessarily controversial for controversy, like it it's it still really holds to the format. They have that cute little thing I, about the Vovips just jumping around.
2: <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I if I entirely agree with you on that point though, Stu. I mean, it, it, kind of returning to uh to Trevor's uh premise for this bit about is this is this the kids being punk rocky? You know, I think the the earlier bit that you mentioned the the fuck the bank sketch does kind of fit that vibe of of the kids being sort of punk rock. Like I feel like they all as Gen Xers must have had shit jobs they had to slog through (laughs) while they were getting going and built up like a healthy amount of resentment towards arbitrary power, which is a pretty punk kind of attitude. Um, And the the (laughs) Fuck the Banks guy sort of fits perfectly into that mold because you could replace the, at night I go crazy with, at night I write sketch shows and do comedy. (laughs) I I think it would apply to any of the kids. But, um, But the Dr. Seuss Bible, I feel like is a departure from that kind of like, punky ethos and and to your point, Stu, I like. I get the feeling that they got away with so much during this first season that they just figured they'd really swing for the fences and seeing how far they could push things in this last episode. To me, it didn't feel like punky at all. It really felt like they were actually trying to be intentionally offensive to test their limits. Like, I, I know mm. to you it's, it maybe reads like, oh, it's just having a nice Seussian time, but they had a fucking Seussian crucifixion machine, and that's, like, pretty <laughs> fucked up. Like, but, <laughs> to but uh, The joke
3: joke is not to subvert the source material of the Bible. It's to just put it through that filter of cutesy Seuss stuff, and that is the joke. Like, a lot of the time, their, their joke is, like, the Buddy Holly thing, where it's, like... Look at what an asshole he is! Isn't that funny? And you never thought of it this way. Whereas this is but more about the lens, and the lens is not necessarily subversive. Well, that, that's subversive. I think subversive.
2: they knew how a lot of people would interpret this sketch, and they intentionally went for it. And like, and the Buddy Holly sketch, you know, that that also feels like it was maybe intentionally offensive. Don't get me wrong; I love.
1: I Buddy
3: would Holly argue sketch. That,
0: like, if we're if we're talking about like it not necessarily being sort of of that quote punk ethos, I don't know. You you look at like. You know, punk music itself and how much it actually questions religion and and religious power. And I know we're getting very technical and political here, but if we're if we're talking about it within that theme, it definitely fits
2: yeah true that's that's fair i suppose but i mean i don't know this one in the buddy holly one just really felt like they were trolling a little bit and and like i mean in the buddy holly sketch every third word was fuck and it, which was great it was hilarious <laughs> but it felt like they were trying to see how far they could push it and that and you know given all the heat they got for that dr seuss sketch i imagine mm-hmm. that kind of set the upper bar for like how how far can you take this but, show but which that, but like, that's is also, great but that's that's, a, a, but that's also that's like a pretty a high bar about,
0: like, <laughs> punk music it's just like how far can you be a fucking yeah, asshole true. and still you like know, be loved by your fans it's a hilarious <laughs> attempt to,
3: to right. really push
2: all right i concede to... the point you're right i you're had right. kind
3: of a revelation as <laughs> we're talking about this and i feel like their their band shadowy men on a shadowy planet and their theme song mm-hmm. kind of encapsulates what the show is because they're kind of punk but they're not just punk like they're not just pulling shit up because mm-hmm. it's in the way like they're not they still have that kind of like we have to be nice boys, we have to get along, and like there, feels like there's a lot of polish to it. And I'm like, they're kind of like surf punks, like like their uh. theme song, like it's kind of tight, but it's also kind of tongue in cheek and irreverent, but not so much that it's like we only know three chords and those chords are in the key of fuck you, man. And let's
0: remember that the actual <laughs> name of that song is Having an Average Weekend.
3: Having an Average Weekend. That's like I yeah. I feel like it is a punk lens in suburbia, and I love that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So, um,
1: I wanted to just bring up one thing about the Doctor Six Bible here, even though it has nothing to do with punk rock. That I just loved, which is when Mark is operating the crucifixion machine, (laughs) just how much he hams it up and how long they draw out. He loves turning that crank and driving those and like mugging to the camera and stuff. It's pretty delightful.
3: Oh, uh, here's. Oh, I was gonna say I don't think it is. It was a mistake that they got the openly gay character to play Jesus. Much Absolutely. like they got Graham Chapman to play Brian in Life of Brian for Monty Python, mm. and I think that is the, uh, a nice little subtext subversion. Oh, I thought Scott
2: was amazing as Christ. Like I mm-hmm. didn't even when they first put him up on the cross, I didn't even recognize it was Scott at first. I and actually then once thought I it was, was a different actor too. Totally. And then once once it like was revealed that it was definitely Scott, I was like, oh yeah, you definitely chose the gay <laughs> guy to be Christ. That mm-hmm. was fully that is fully trolling and intentional,
1: and I love it. So, uh, Kalina, I, I have another segment just for Aww. you the only Kalina Talks Now uh, <laughs> segment where there's no Hanzi sounds or Trevor Aww. trumpeting or Stu muse. And uh, <laughs> I want you to tell us your funny story about <laughs> Fuck the Bank. And I'm going to come down on the benches if you talk, Stu.
0: <laughs> well, so I'm, I'm constantly reminded that I was a kid whose humor was molded out of the nonsense that is Kids in the Hall. And apparently my anti-capitalist angst started at a very young age because I'm, I'm, again, reminded by my mom and my aunt that I used to run around as a two-year-old with my arms in the air, uh, citing the more PC version, <laughs> yelling, Screw the bank, I work for, screw the bank, and dancing around like a disillusioned <laughs> bank teller. So uh, you know, I probably didn't quote the part about Miss Manythroats and asking who would fuck you, but you know, I, I did my best. Um, and unfortunately, this isn't on video anywhere, so let's just chalk it up to family legend. That's, a,
1: that's delightful, Kalina. When you get done doing your business reporting at the end of the day, do you say <laughs> something similar?
0: No comment. She's
3: she's she's a little bit older, you know. She's she's more refined now. She slips into a bath with a nice glass of chardonnay, and she goes, ah. Oh. Fuck the bank,
0: and, but I'm, but I, the, the whole time I am wearing my piano keys tie. Yeah,
3: yeah. I get crazy.
0: <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I go crazy. Yeah.
3: You have a, you have a um, piano key bathrobe. Yes. Okay. <laughs> go.
1: Now to keep the fuck the bank train rolling. Um, for next segment, and now now we can all talk again. It is not just clean. oh man. <laughs> well, thank you, um, Trevor. I appreciate that. Uh, I'd like to because we're at the end of this season, I want to finally have a segment where we discuss the unified Bruce theory, which is our ongoing theory that Bruce's characters are fundamentally all the same person at different stages in their life. (laughs) And I'm wondering if... Fuck the bank guy is the most Bruce Lee of all the Bruce characters, <laughs> and this is this is like the most distilled essence of all of these characters—the thread that connects them yeah. all. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Kalina? So,
0: okay, okay. So I, I've written them all down. I know we've talked about them. It definitely fills the twenty to thirty-year-old character gap that we currently seem to have in the theory. Assuming we have one, <laughs> Gavin, which we haven't seen yet, actually. But he's the annoying—he's no, the annoying yet. little shit that has no sense of boundaries with other humans. Then we have his, his teenage years, Bobby, where he lives for nothing but air guitar battles with the devil. Then we have fuck the bank guy, where he eventually settles for a white collar job, but some nice just goes crazy. He's king of the club. <laughs> then, then he sort of hits a bit of a rock bottom. He's life's a pretty sweet fruit guy. Don't say a word about his car. But then, <laughs> but then he settles down again. He, then he becomes salty ham dad. Where he's still got that chip on his shoulder <laughs> and he just wants to come home to a good meal, verbally jab at his wife and go fishing on the weekend and hate on his son's haircut. And then eventually <laughs> mm. we, hit the, we hit the real denouement where he's grandpa's poo guy and he, <laughs> and he ends his life being applauded for his bowel movements.
2: i i absolutely agree with that timeline kalina and uh and to your point trevor i do think that fuck the bank bruce is kind of the locus of all of the bruce universe in that he ties together what i think of as two separate arms of the bruce universe so Mm -hmm. as kalina mentioned you know we have what i would call kind of the young bruces beginning with gavin who then grows up to be kind of bob the skid and then we have the uh-huh. older Bruce's, which are like shitting networking corporate types. Cause uh-huh. there's a couple Bruce's in there. We've got cat calling assholes, violent mustachio dads, the grandpa Bruce and to me, those two universes wouldn't connect if it wasn't for fuck the bank, fuck Bruce. the bank, yeah. <laughs> This Bruce is critical for showing how the young Bruce's become the old Bruce's, how they, how they like, compromise their morals and, and went from being kind of upstarty young boys to, you know, depressed and, uh, and settled old
1: Listening men. Listening to I don't jazz. Think the, I don't
2: think the unified Bruce theory would be plausible otherwise if it weren't for this
1: Bruce. I Fuck the bank Bruce is about how Bruce sold out. Yeah, exactly.
3: He it's it's his it's his middle stage. I think the fuck the bank Bruce is the most relatable Bruce, but I don't think it's the most Bruce or the most like Bruce character. You know what I mean? Like, I think this mm. is the the, fa- the the Bruce face that he puts out to the world to be like, I'm <laughs> just like you. I go nine to five, but I'm like still an individual, guys. But I think like actual Bruce is probably closer to like if Gavin and Bobby fusion danced. Uh, I will say you guys missed one, because in episode 18, he has this weird one-off character where he is like an old farmer man talking to children, Um, (laughs) (laughs) and he is just very much an older Gavin.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh my god and i yeah, there's we also have also
3: Bollum a, Head Bruce too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes and the one oh. where um oh my god uh, dad drunk guy we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, oh yeah. pathetically well, drunk. Dad. Yes, yes yes okay we'll get there that, we'll get I there. I think
2: pathetically drunk dad is in between no, Life that's of sweet fruit and and salty ham. <laughs> no, <dad. laughs>
1: no that's that's late salty,
2: salty ham. Dad is yeah.
3: young so salty ham yes. dad like he's yeah. becoming salty ham yes. dad. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Salty yeah. ham. Dad. What about uh, <laughs> does cabbage head fit in there somewhere? Is like cabbage. I think head cabbage has an
0: alternate universe.
1: No, cabbage <laughs> head is one it of is an the alternate universe? Characters. If like he has, yeah. he's yeah. exposed to radiation
3: no. and gets a cabbage on his head. Yeah. Or maybe cabbage head is like the
1: the flying pig. He's mm. you know like all these characters like they're just cartoon characters. No. They're yeah. not.
0: I bet you that that the that the sort of like origin story of cabbage head is that he almost drowned in a vat of sourdough.
3: <laughs> 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 one, of, one of the things I love about this, sh- it too, fermented our... his
2: mind.
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> we could have talked about... if any of the other characters we would have been like they play all the characters as one note and it's all kind of Mm. shitty and they're not very good, but instead we're just like, Bruce has this genius in which they're (laughs) like, we have to have the corkboard and the string and the pins to figure it all out, instead of just being like, Bruce is kind of an idiot and plays it all (laughs) so
0: But they all work so well.
3: It's Mm. so good. Uh, Mm -hmm. Bruce McCullough, you wonderful weirdo. Mm -hmm. Kisses Mm
1: -hmm. for Brucey. So,
3: speaking of Bruce, I want
1: to talk about <laughs> now, our next segment, who was the best kid and worst kid? Uh, this is the segment where we always talk about how much Dave stinks Not and lately. how much we love Mark. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm going to start off by saying that I was very tempted to give this episode to Bruce, but I actually think that Kevin wins this what? episode. Is it for the, After a for a for few the Buddy stinking... Holly? The Buddy Holly is fantastic fantastic it's so good he's also got you know like he i like the nobody likes us guys i like when he does the song with mark about the fat man across the road which as a that, he's just a as one an one
3: interjection one. did anyone else see that and immediately go friends ripped you off with ugly naked guy oh well, yeah and was, and oh, they're yeah. also
0: wearing the same robes that later become the sizzler
1: sisters Ooh, good <laughs> eye <laughs> thank you thank you oh kalina knows it was in there. Okay, so <laughs> I'm giving it to Kevin. Worst definitely goes to the Helens because this was the worst yes! Helen's episode by far. Vindication! No,
0: but see, they're only. They, I bet you they only came back with that a Helen is a Helen because so many people love the Helens that they started picking favorites. No.
2: Exactly. I was just going oh. to say I needed a reminder yeah. to, all, to love all Helens equally because I was starting to feel strongly about like Helen Morrissey and Helen Fernando, <laughs> but, but, you know, there's all, they're all good Helens Jeez. and I, I can't show favoritism towards the specific Helen. So, so I needed that reminder.
1: Hans, who's your f- best kid and worst kid of this episode? You're not going to give best kid to the Helens, are you? Oh,
2: I'm tempted to just to spite you, but oh, uh no. Monster. I mean, it's, it's gotta be Bruce. I mean, fuck the bank guy is just so iconic, uh, and he also puts in a really solid turn in the pie eating contest. I yeah. love, like, I love <laughs> the eye contact and like life. the sultry looks that him and Kevin would give to each other when they would like come up for air yeah. with like just blueberries <laughs> all over their faces, and then just. And like he would do this delightful kind of—he would swoop his head back down into the pie. He wouldn't just <laughs> go straight like face <laughs> down. He would kind of do it in a curving motion. A sexy mm. pie Something swoop. about that just—you gotta get oh the parabola. My God, it just, yeah. It was almost like he was trying to like toss his hair before he got into the into the pie again. It just I really love that. And I and I, unlike you Trevor, I I did not care too much for the Nobody Likes This Guys sketch, which so he didn't get tainted by that one, which is
1: good. I like the Nobody Likes This Guy, I yeah, don't know why. Well, you're wrong. But anyway, so Bruce Bruce
2: wins it for me. And I guess uh you did also ask about worst kid too. And I think for me in this episode, it would have to be Dave again. Jeez, I really hate no, to. No, do he does it. so
1: good. He does so good in the Doctor Seuss yeah, Bible. Yeah, he does. Though. He, does. Mm. he does. so good in the Doctor yeah. Seuss Bible. That might be his best. No, I know Maybe, no maybe way. there is no. Maybe
2: there is no bad kid in this episode. Yeah, because I think redeemed. they all do pretty good. He is redeemed by the Doctor Seuss one, and Kevin is redeemed by the Buddy Holly and the What's It's, is it's Fat almost Man doing. as if by default you would have to say the Helms are oh, the worst Oh, don't in this you even dare. Mm. No, I never will. No, they're all good. Every kid and Helen. A Helen is a Helen. Which is to say, fucking bullshit. You know what? I think what we really need to take from this segment is that we need to take the Helen's advice, and no kid is better than the other. All kids. (laughs) A
3: kid is a kid. A kid kid is a kid. kid. Um, You know, I am going to ride out with Hans on this one and just be like, it's hard to pick a kid in this episode. And it was, I think we are really. Like, I feel like we got such a treat, this being the last episode, and it feels like everyone is really in their lane. Like, Dave is mm. so good as both Nobody Likes this guy, which I didn't really care for this skit, but I agree it's a really good bit that he and Kevin does. Mm. Um, and he's so good in Dr. Seuss' Bible. The f- Kevin being <laughs> shitty as Buddy Holly was a delight, because he never does that. Just Do you know who I am? A buddy, fucking Holly, and he puts the glasses on, <laughs> and I just—it wasn't even that good of a skit. He just executes it so, and it gets more and more. Like, you know what? I'm like, oh, he's gonna drive the plane drunk, haha. I'm like, nope, he's gonna <laughs> get the monkey to do it. The but drunk the monkey, the drunk, the drunk monkey. monkey. Um, oh, and also, Kevin should get props for how firmly he makes out with Bruce during the couple's toast skit. Oh, yes. Because I did not... I've never seen him sell it that much, and he really, really did. Because Mark and Scott kiss afterwards, and it's kind of weird and pinched. Kevin is like, there is tongue everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. If you ever talk so to me about... So out for best kid and worst kid, though, Stu? One of worst kid is the Helens, because if you make me do this... Like, no! Every, that, every oh, time... No. It's can't at the can't. point where when I see a field... I get a rage boner. I just. Oh, <laughs> I. It, it, if anytime there's a wide shot, I'm like, I know this is Helen's. I know this is Helen's.
0: <laughs> <sighs> get out. We're not even in the same country, but get out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> get but out of the who's country who's, I was formerly who's from. Who's your worst kid and who's your best kid? Me.
0: Well, see, I, yeah. I actually didn't even think of a worst kid, but almost just by default, it's kind of. Kind of Mark because he just doesn't have any main characters here. I mean, I actually did find it quite funny in a very short spurt where he was um the the husband of Kevin in the pie eating contest. What was he? What was he, he was like oh, he's like a copy yes. editor or something? Günther, Günther,
2: <laughs> yes,
1: oh yeah, <laughs> he had a great
0: beard. But I, I don't know, I don't know. He's 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 been losing me the past little while. I don't know why. So just I think just in terms of momentum. State, yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark's mm. lost it But you know This is actually One of the few Times where A Buddy Cole monologue I, I quite enjoy um, Because um, Really? Yeah I thought Scott It was, it was, yeah. like, it was pretty relevant And he me. draws Hilarious parallels Between Canada's Really lame International reputation And his view Of how people At the time Talked about being gay um, But I mean Yeah it, You can't You can't beat Bruce When he You know Does his Fuck the bank Sketch and for tying together the universal bruise theory, or UBT, as we can now call it, <laughs> uh, and reminding us all that we got to just keep a chip on our shoulder, no matter the consequences. <laughs>
2: Stu, it sounded like you were objecting to Kalina's Buddy Cole uh, statement, oh, but it sounded like you were objecting because you thought that most Buddy Coles were excellent. Is that correct? It's not
3: that they're excellent, it's just like, they ha- <sighs> this one just felt so anemic to me. Like, whether or not they're excellent, they're they're definitely different, and they were so of their time. And like, like we said before, he does an extremely flamboyant gay character just doing a monologue about sexuality and deviancy, and it's so good. And this one was just kind of meh. Like they, they didn't feel yeah. like a lot of really good punchlines to hang my my hang my hat on. Uh, and I wanna defend. Again, that everyone is good in this, and I want to use the pie eating contest as an example. When you look around the table of them eating the pie, everyone is doing what they do best. Dave is not is just crying into his pie. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: was
0: so good.
3: <laughs> so good. Gunter, like Mark is acting as this weird character that we've never heard of that has German a soul patch for some right? reason. Yeah, Reminds German me, he's like, <laughs> maybe, maybe he's
0: like the older version after he changes his name of Daryl, if we're going to keep Duril?
3: doing it. Oh, so but like, but everyone kind of gets their thing. Kevin gets to be both like really... Charming and adorable and weird, and Bruce Kokek-ish. gets to have like be yeah. in his own universe, but it's also funny. Like they just it comes together.
2: Mm. It was a good it was a good group effort there. Stu, I set you up to agree with you about Buddy, but uh, then you went uh, off script here. And so <laughs> Oh sorry. Uh, so I, I just have to, I just have to say that you're wrong, and I agree with Kalina and Buddy Cole was great this, this episode.
1: Buddy's generally <laughs> great. I
3: just it's not it's not my favorite buddy bit. Mm. Mm. You're
1: wrong. So what was your favorite uh, sketch of this show then, uh, and I'll start with you, Stu, since you're still talking. Me? Um,
3: <laughs> you know, the, the punchline on, on Buddy Holly, I'm Buddy fucking Holly, was so good. Uh, I think it's bank guy. And I, there was a line that I missed the first couple times I saw fuck the bank guy, which was, you know, the, who would fuck you, who would fuck her. And then he goes, I'll eat pancakes on her grave. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'll eat pancakes on her
0: grave.
3: I (laughs) love
0: that. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Also, I'm sorry, I know I keep referencing other sketches. Uh, But um, Terrier's song, they talk about... um, Worms eating your eyes, eating pancakes on her <laughs> grave. I'm just, I'm just tying more of this shit together for all of our sake. Anyway, obviously, <laughs> fuck Bruce the bank morbid. I work for. Mm-hmm. Fuck the bank. For as long as twenty to thirty year olds will continue to hate on their monotonous corporate jobs, this sketch will hold up. It's timeless, people. Six and a half? No, not six and a half. Six out of five piano key ties.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you with like the bank too. Even though I gave best kid to Kevin, I think this was a great episode. If you had to pick like an episode for someone to watch to sort of get what Kids in the Hall is about, this would be a really good contender, Ooh. maybe the best contender. Um If you weren't picking individual sketches, but just the entirety of an episode, like it's kind of got a taste of the entire cast and what the show will be. Uh, But Fuck the Bank is probably the best of them all. This is the kind of punk rock ethos of the show. It's distilled to its core.
2: True. I'm uh, I'm gonna break uh, against all of the rest of you here uh, and just say that I agree with all of you and that <laughs> fucking <laughs> is, is, is like is the best sketch of this episode and, and like one of their best ever. It never gets old, unlike those smelly old checks. <laughs> I mean, seriously, who would fuck, <laughs> fuck you? <laughs> you? Uh, so I give it, despite how good Buddy Holly is and his just like expletive Raiden and rant. Uh, I give I give fuck the bank five mid-level
1: managers out of five i think we're about done for this episode <laughs> um that's it for this season uh join us next week for our season one retrospective i guess um, <laughs> thanks for listening to kith and tell Hi. yeah Bye. goodbye
3: forever Bye. <laughs>
2: i'll miss you